Have you prayed for years without seeing any results? Discouraged? Almost ready to throw in the towel? My guest will show you how to recapture childlike faith to see the impossible become possible in your life. It is normal. It's yours. Can ancient secrets of the supernatural be rediscovered? Do angels exist? Is there life after death? Are healing miracles real? Can you get supernatural help from another dimension? Has the future been written in advance? Sid Roth has spent 30 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid on this edition of It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world, where it's naturally supernatural. Are you stuck? Would you like to get unstuck? Let me, let me explain to you what I mean by that. Have you been praying for years for your spouse to become a radical believer in the Messiah? Year after year after year goes. Have you got a death sentence from a doctor, an incurable disease, and you're praying and you're praying? and nothing seems to be changing. If you got children that are rebellious and you're praying year after year after year, someone's saying right now, yes, it, that's me. Well, my guest is going to help you get unstuck. His name is Dave Hess. And Dave never Never in a million years would you go to, uh, to get uh, a flu-like symptoms checked out in November 1997. Mm -hmm. And what did the doctor say was wrong with you? She looked at me and said, Mr. Hess, you have cancer. You have leukemia. In fact, you have the most aggressive strain of leukemia, acute myeloid leukemia. She was very concerned because it, uh, it is barely treatable by, uh, by chemotherapy. Other strains of leukemia can be, can be treated other ways, but this is aggressive. So it, it was too late, in other words, uh, for, for anything. Yeah. Now, now they, they offered you chemo and you took it, yes. but um, in their opinion, it, it was, it, it had advanced too far. It had advanced very far. My, my gums were bleeding. My, the whites of my eyes had become discolored. I was bruising. If I lightly bumped anything, a bruise would appear on my body. And uh, my ability to fight any kind of flu or infection was, was nil. So you, you leave the doctor mm -hmm. and you hear from God. Yes. What did he tell you? I stepped out of the doctor's office. It was a November night, leaves blowing. Uh, all I needed was a, a, a wolf howling somewhere in the background. And it felt very eerie. And, and it, had, it hadn't fully hit me what she had said. But I found myself saying out loud, I'm shocked. And not a split second later, I heard the voice of the Lord say to me, I'm not, and I'll take you through this. How did it sound? How did his voice sound? His voice was, was calm and confident. And the way I've described it is, it was like a roaring peace went through my, my soul. 
You needed it because I, you were in confusion, you were in fear. You, your family didn't even know this. They didn't know. But interesting enough, God wasn't shocked because he received a prophetic word from a young man. How old was he? He was about eight years old. Eight years old? Eight years old. Okay. So, uh, um, and you told me that you looked like he was hesitant to give it to you yes. because it wasn't a good word. No. But it was a good word. It wasn't a good word and it was. Tell me about it. It was, we, we had received prophetic ministry and it was, it was very encouraging words and we got up to leave the room and this young boy said, Sir, I have one more word to tell you. And he said, Satan is about to make a grave tactical error. He's about to come at you and take you down a dark corridor. But he said, when you come out the end of the corridor, you are going to be strengthened and what happened to you will be used to strengthen the faith of others. Now, how long did they say you would live? They had said that uh, they didn't think I would live to see Christmas and I was diagnosed at Thanksgiving. So they're giving you a month to live. Yes. So how does a man go home to his family and tell them, honey, I have a month to live? What did you do? Well, I'm a preacher. So I was trying to think of the right words to say on the way. There are no right words. There were no right words. And I'm, I got out of the car and walked up the front sidewalk to the house and I still had no words. And when I got inside and saw my wife and my three children, I knelt down, hugged them, and I looked them in the eye and the words came. And I said to them, Daddy has cancer, but Jesus has Daddy. Mm. And the words came from him because I couldn't have thought those up at that time. My emotional state was all over the map. Yeah, but you know what I think is so wonderful? Uh, sometimes uh, the spouse has a bigger problem than the person with the, with the death sentence. And God was so gracious. What did he do for your wife, well, that supernatural sign? He was, he was faithful to her. As we headed into what we would later find out would be a six-month process, I was in the hospital for six months during this treatment time and healing time. She felt as if a hand had been placed on the back of her head. Was this one or two times or what? It, continuously. 24-7? Conti 24-7. She had the sensation. In fact, it, at first she, be, she tried to brush something away. She thought she'd left a hat on or something was on her head, but there was nothing physically there. It was as if the Lord took his hand and put his hand on her head and said, I am with you. Hmm. Oh, by the way, what was the name of that hospital? The hospital we went to was Holy Spirit Hospital. I kid you not. <laughs> I know. I'll tell you, I, I'm laughing, but this was, Dave, this was no laughing matter. No. I mean, you, you had, even with these prophetic words, even with your wife having a supernatural sign, it had to be hard for you. Yes. Yes, I, I have a new appreciation for what people walk through when they battle cancer. I had known it from a textbook side, I'd known it from a professional side, but now it became personal. 
the fears that, that assail someone who's battling cancer. Listen, it's so personal that he has a cancer-free zone, and we are going to hijack that for this show. Don't go away. Be right back after this word. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural! Sid Roth has found the key to worldwide revival. This is God's time to reach the Jewish people with his love. Messiah Jesus has torn down the wall dividing Jew and Gentile. The two together form one new man to reach the world. God's method to reach the Jewish people is through signs and wonders. This is why our website, SidRoth.org, is jam-packed with tools to equip you to move in signs and wonders, understand Israel, and the Jewish roots of the church. Log on to SidRoth.org today. We now return to It's Supernatural! Hello, Sid Roth here with Dave Hess. He just got a death sentence. I mean, he went into a hospital uh, for a doctor, and ju just, just something minor, and they say you have one month to live. And so he went, he told his family about it, he goes to the hospital, he had had a couple prophetic words that made a big difference in his life, but as big a difference as these prophetic words made. Here you are in the cancer hospital. Uh, they say you have one of the most aggressive forms of leukemia, uh, that it's really too late for treatment, but they're going to see do the best that they can. And you're in this hospital, and you hear people in the cancer ward in pain and yes. agony. There was a particular man in the next room to you. Tell me about him. Yes, he was, he was very angry. Angry at his wife, angry at the nurses, couldn't make anyone happy. And I met him one morning in the, uh, in the solarium. He, he also had a pretty foul mouth. Very foul mouth. And I learned a few new words, actually, uh, from him. But we, uh, we were in the solarium together, and I found out that he had cancer. He had leukemia. Not the same strain as I had, but mm -hmm. he, had, he had leukemia. And he saw me reading my Bible. And he came over, and I was reading from Isaiah 53, and, and he said, uh, what are you reading? And I, I said, oh, I'm reading some good stuff here. He said, well, read it for me. And so I read Isaiah 53 about the fact that Messiah was coming to, among other things, carry our sicknesses to a place of, of battle and win the battle. And he said, those are nice words. Do you think they're true? I said, yes. And I said, could I pray for you? And he said, okay. And so I prayed for him. Now, I didn't like this man. He was a, a, a foul man and angry. I understand. But I, I prayed for him with, uh, with all the faith I had at that point. And a short time later, there was a knock on my door. He was there in his street clothes with his wife. And he said, well, your prayers work, preacher. No more cancer, I'm going home. Wait a second. This is a foul-mouthed uh, type of guy that obviously doesn't know God. He gets healed. Dave is in the hospital living his life as best he knows how for God, and he's dying. That, does, that plain doesn't sound fair to me, Dave. No, no, Didn't fair, sound fair to you, I No, bet. no, and we, we talked about this. Uh, God and I had some talks on this mm -hmm. one. I'm sure. But what I did see is he pours out his love on everyone. And I saw his heart of love for this man 
and uh, gave me a new perspective on people. Okay, that's wonderful. But you're in that situation. I was still there. And you're getting pictures in your head, awful pictures. Mm -hmm. uh, what were they of? Well, often at night, two, three in the morning, I, for some reason, couldn't sleep. And there in my room, one little light, a nightlight under my bed, I would sit and look at the, at the ceiling or look out the window and pray or sing and think. And I had a lot of time to think. And one particular night, I was thinking about my family without me. And I had pictures of my wife at home paying bills without me. My daughter coming down the aisle of her wedding without me there. My sons playing in the backyard without me. There was a song that had become a, a source of strength for me. It was written by Kirk Franklin. And the, the words of the song are, I, I know that I can make it. I know that I can stand. No matter what may come my way, my life is in your hands. And, and I would sing that and sing that and peace would come upon me. But that particular night when I sang, the grief was greater than my ability to sing. And before long, I choked right in the middle of singing the song. And a nurse comes in and did the most amazing thing. The, the, the door opened to my room, three o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. and a nurse came in. I'd never seen her before. With the limited light in the room, I could tell that she was an African-American woman. But the thing that shocked me was she was singing the very song I had been singing. So she heard you singing, obviously, in the hall. I wasn't singing loudly at all. I was just singing barely enough so for she me couldn't, to hear it. So how could she be singing No one song? humanly could have heard me singing the song, but she came over, and when she sang it, she wasn't singing it like I sang it. She sang it to me, over me, into me. You can make it. You can stand. No matter what comes your way, your life is in his hands. And then she, she reached down and grabbed my head which was bald by that time because of the chemo, and she lifted it up off the, the pillow. I don't remember much about her facial features, but her eyes were the most courageous eyes I've ever seen. Her eyes seemed to be saying, if you could see what I see, you would not be afraid. And she prayed for me in a language I'd never heard before and laid my head back on the pillow, patted me on the chest, and walked out of the room. Now, a short time later, my regular nurse, Rosemary, came into the room and she said it looked like I was glowing. I had a smile on my face and she said, well, you look perky this morning. And I told her what happened. And she said, you're seeing things. I said, what do you mean? She said, well, my medical cart has been parked outside of your door all night and I've been working in and out of the different rooms and no one came into your room. Besides, we don't have an African-American nurse on duty <laughs> Then the kicker was that prophetic word. Well, the, the kicker was several days later getting a note in the mail that said, was from a pastor friend of mine. He said, one of our women saw this vision. And the vision was, and she wrote it out on a card. It's actually written on an offering envelope from their church. The Lord sent an angel 
to minister courage to Dave. I saw this angel lift up Dave's head like a mom would lift a little child's head and pray for him, and courage went into his spirit. I'll tell you, I don't have another word to say, but do you believe in angels? I believe in angels, and I believe that you're going to be in a cancer-free zone when we come back. Don't go away. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural! Have you given up on God's promises? Are you or someone you know struggling in your marriage with sickness, finances? Are you stuck in a place where your prayers have returned unanswered? Dave Hess received a death sentence from his doctor. He was diagnosed with acute myeloid leukemia and told he had one month to live. Not only was he completely healed, but now he is praying for others and they are receiving their breakthrough too. Dave Hess wants to teach you how to overcome and receive answers to your prayers. Call now and get this vital four-part audio CD teaching series by Dave Hess, How to Get Unstuck Supernatural Hope. Yours for a donation of $28. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 1325. Through this biblically-based CD teaching series, you will learn how to receive power from abiding in God's presence. Clearly understand that worship is the key to break free of disappointment. Learn to pray prayers that will literally shake the heavens and change things on earth. Receive an impartation to recapture childlike faith. Get ready to receive your supernatural breakthrough. Don't miss out on getting this vital four-part audio CD teaching series by Dave Hess, How to Get Unstuck Supernatural Hope. Yours for a donation of $28. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 1325. Call or you can write to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. Post Office Box 1918, Brunswick, Georgia 31521. Please specify offer number 1325 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural! Hello, Sid Roth here with Dave Hess. And uh, Dave, I, I just think that's so phenomenal. You had as conclusive proof as I need, you had absolutely, in my opinion, conclusive proof that you had an angel that sang a song to you. Yes. I, I believe that the healing had to start at that point. Oh, yes. Yes. There was a... Uh... Well, I mean, when you got the note that someone saw mm -hmm. <laughs> this happen mm -hmm. and described it? The, uh, the healing that came to me was to my body and to my soul. There was, and they both went together. There was such a sense of the presence of the Lord right in the middle of the most difficult time in my life. And he continued to let me know that he was with me and wouldn't leave me, but that he was mighty and strong and powerful. And uh, I, I felt that coursing through my body. Well, when you left the hospital, what did the doctor say to you? Because they said a month. They said it was too late. They said, let's do the chemo, but it's really too late. Yes. Six months after being admitted to this hospital, I walked out of the hospital cancer free. Mm. One of my doctors said, you did receive a miracle. What, do you know what it said on the medical report? The medical report said chemotherapy deterred the spread of leukemia in this patient's body, but God brought the healing. You know, they had to say it. 
Yes. They, they, they had no, no yes. chance. But you have learned about compassion. Yes. You have learned about love. How are you different? I know you're here. That's different. That's, but how are you different in your soul, in, your, uh, in who Dave is? Several things in my soul. One, uh, I don't want to take any situation in life lightly. I don't want to treat any person lightly. We can treat people as machinery to get things done for us or scenery just to look at from the surface. But every person has value. And um, my heart of, of love for people has only increased and continues to grow. The other thing that's changed is difficult situations come and they continue to come. But there is a settled confidence in my heart. There's a trust in my heart that God's bigger, that what he promises to do for us is really true. And uh, we had several things happen to us uh, as a church, our home church in Pennsylvania, that, that changed how we've looked at trials. Uh, one of the things that happened is a young boy in our church was born with the most severe pigeon-toed feet we'd ever seen. They were, they were almost facing each other and twisted. Hmm. One night, while we were praying for people, he felt two hands go down on his feet and untwist them this way and then untwist them this way. And he came up to me and he said, he, he'd, he'd lived 12 or more years like that. He said, look at my feet. Look what happened to my feet. God healed my feet and began to run back and forth in the, in the church and the people gathered around. And he said to uh, the people gathered there, he said, look at my feet. They used to be this way. And he tried as hard as he could to turn his feet back where they were. And he looked up and he said to me, I can't walk like I used to walk. And when he said it, it meant more than just his physical ability to walk. I heard that as a word from God to me, David, you can't walk like you used to walk. I'm calling you to walk in faith, I'm calling you to walk in confidence, I'm calling you to walk in a place where you see that nothing's impossible with me. So Nothing. Did you hear that? I'm calling you to walk in a place that nothing is impossible for me. So what about the people that are watching that have cancer, that have other diseases right now? I believe Oh, the presence of God. Did you just feel what I felt, Dave? Did you feel what I felt? The presence of God's just come into this studio in such an awesome way. I want you to pray for the people that are watching right now, and then I want you to sing that song that that nurse slash angel sang to you. Okay, I'd love to do that. David said that the Lord is a fortress and we can run into him and be safe and be glad. He's, he's wide open to you right now he, with all that you need. In this moment you're in right now, he's more than enough for you. Run into him. Run into him. I ask in your name, Jesus, I ask in your name that right now every single situation that's facing our friends watching this program that every situation would receive your presence and your provision. Cancer, go in the name of Yeshua. You have no right 
to these lives. Cancer, go. Go, go. Let despair go and fear go in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I declare this over you right now. I know that you can make it. I know that you can stand. No matter what has come your way, your life is in his hands. And God is saying to you right now, you're concerned about what's going on in your life, but God is saying to you right now, I'm not shocked. If you would trust God more than what's going on in your life right now, you can make it. You can make it. Tell me about that woman that they wanted to abort the child. Yes, yes. A young couple, uh, were pre they were pregnant, she was pregnant, and the little girl in her womb had developed uh, a disease called echogenic bowel syndrome, where the entire bowel cavity becomes like a bone, mm. and it fills up with marrow. And their doctor told them that if they would uh, try to have this child go full term, the child would die either in the womb or right after birth. And they said they sought the Lord and he said, no, I've given this child to you. The doctor refused to take care of them unless they had an abortion. So they had to look for another doctor, found a, a, a believing doctor who stood with them. He took an x-ray the echogenic bowel syndrome was still there. They had prayed. They thought it was gone. They were so disappointed when they got that next x-ray. They continued to pray, and we stood with them in prayer. One more x-ray, and all of it was gone. Their little girl was born healthy, nothing wrong with her, nothing missing, and she's, uh, her middle name is Faith. <laughs> which is a testimony to the faithfulness of, of the Lord. But she's healthy and... And God says to you, I'm not surprised. You're going to make it. I tell you, you are going to make it. Have you given up on God's promises? Are you or someone you know struggling in your marriage with sickness, finances? Are you stuck in a place where your prayers have returned unanswered? Dave Hess received a death sentence from his doctor. He was diagnosed with acute myeloid leukemia and told he had one month to live. Not only was he completely healed, but now he is praying for others and they are receiving their breakthrough too. Dave Hess wants to teach you how to overcome and receive answers to your prayers. Call now and get this vital four-part audio CD teaching series by Dave Hess, How to Get Unstuck, Supernatural Hope. Yours for a donation of $28. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 1325. Through this biblically-based CD teaching series, you will learn how to receive power from abiding in God's presence. Clearly understand that worship is the key to break free of disappointment. Learn to pray prayers that will literally shake the heavens and change things on earth. Receive an impartation to recapture childlike faith. Get ready to receive your supernatural breakthrough. 
Don't miss out on getting this vital four-part audio CD teaching series by Dave Hess. How to Get Unstuck Supernatural Hope. Yours for a donation of $28. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 1325. Call or you can write to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. Post Office Box 1918, Brunswick, Georgia 31521. Please specify offer number 1325 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today. Next week on It's Supernatural. Hanukkah and Christmas are known worldwide as the Festival of Lights. But when my guest speaks, as many as 400 people see brilliant lights. They come flying across the heavens into the room. 